Welcome into the Dynasty Big Board, part of the Rookie Big Board Podcast Network. I'm your host, Anthony Carrenti, joined by my co-hosts, Ryan Searfoss and Eric Adams. Gentlemen, we talked overvalued last week. We're talking underrated this week. How are we feeling? Right, it brings positivity to the world right now. Instead of having yes. an all-negative podcast like last week. We're going to get some guys out of the bargain bin right now. Nothing like uh, shop, shopping at the old bargain corral, right? It, speak, speaking of the bargain bin, one of the biggest bargains in fantasy football is being a patron of the Rookie Big Board. An absolutely elite segue. That was terrific. Moving up the power rankings for podcasting is Ryan Searfoss. He's right. We do have to talk about the ridiculous value that comes with being a rookie big board patron. March is a huge month here at the rookie big board. Patrons are going to get volume one of the 2023 rookie guide on March 17th. The 2023 seasonal projections are out now. We have just released a brand new biggest board, which allows you to compare the value of 2023 rookies directly with Debbie and dynasty players. And the rookie big board itself is being updated almost daily. You can become a yearly patron for 15% off now. That's just $30 a year. It's insanely cheap. If you want to win a fantasy football championship this year and next year, you need the ridiculously valuable resources offered by the Rookie Big Board team available at patreon.com slash rookie big board. So underrated dynasty assets. Same like last week. We each brought two players that we'll talk about. Eric, why don't you kick us off with the first guy on your list that you're looking as uh, an underrated target right now? Okay. Uh, my first guy is Miles Sanders. He is going uh, as RB36 on Dynasty Startups for DLF. Uh, I understand the con- like he's a free agent, and they're not going to franchise tag him. Running backs are very replaceable, so people could be worried that he could go to another team. I feel like we just got the season that we've always wanted to get out of Miles Sanders that we knew Miles Sanders can do, and now people are going to are gonna do him like that. No, not on my watch. That's pretty bad. RB36 is really bad, especially if he goes back to Philly. I'd imagine if he goes back to Philly, that will that, that RB36 will turn into like RB16 to 20 pretty quickly because the Eagles have an elite run game. Um, you know, you got guys like James Conner going ahead of him. Uh, as much as I love the talent, Khalil Herbert's going ahead of him. He hasn't done anything in the league yet. They, he's a better player than David Montgomery. He, Ryan Robinson hasn't shown it yet. AJ Dillon is. I'm not. I'm not going to do AJ Dillon again. Yeah, yeah. Marry him again I, for a second week in a row. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I there's there's no reason, no reason for Miles Sanders to be going that low. I, I have a theory on it, and you guys may think I'm insane. Um, so remember Miles Sanders had like a bad game in one interview. He's like, oh, I don't care about your fantasy football teams. I never have, never will. Remember this we're lashing, interview? We're lashing out? Is that no, no. I understand. You remember him doing that. So yeah. as a community, they're like, oh, he doesn't care about us, so he sucks now. But the thing is, he still took care of you. He yeah, just he didn't said, want you to know about it. He said mean things. <laughs> he, he said some mean words that hurt you. But you know what? Those mean words they got – 280 carry 280 touches this year and 1200 yards and 11 touchdowns and we all hate him because he said mean things yes 
Sometimes actions the words. Just remember that. Yeah, RB36 feels weird. Like, it's almost entirely because of, like, looming free agency. But in a way, it feels like how could he not outperform RB36? Because he's either back with Philly, in which case, okay, last season was great. Like Eric said, it's what we kind of have always hoped to get. Or he's getting paid, like, <laughs> big money probably to to go be a team starting running back and they'll probably feature him. So he'll at least get opportunity, which is King. Um, yeah. RB 36 is kind of strangely cheap for a guy who had as good a season as he just did. I've, I feel like non-fantasy wise, we're just talking like the best running backs in the league. I think he's a top 20 running back. I like his talent. I think, alone, so. I think gets him as a top 20 running back. <laughs> Whether he returns to the Eagles or not. I, I just, that's way too low for my liking. He's there all day there. He's very underappreciated. Yes. And that's why he made this list. Yeah. Very <laughs> much so. <laughs> Ryan, who's the first guy that you have that you're looking at as underrated? Uh, I'm going with Zamir White. There's a lot of belief that Josh Jacobs is leaving because who wants to pay Ryan back high money? Someone else is running back. You can that like you're on that never happens. Especially someone like his caliber. He had a great year, and with that, he's leaving a whole bunch of carries on the field. He had 340 rushing attempts last year, and this year, while they may not be as efficient, because God knows who the quarterback's going to be, this 340, you can you know. 280 carries could be going to I don't know the guy next. Who has the draft capital? Who's filling the role? Is that is the role with Zamir White? He, if he comes in there with that much average, where he's coming in right now at RB sixty one, and he has one of the clearest spots to a starting role of the next like ten running backs above him, probably higher, maybe the next twenty. Like, there's just such a good opportunity for him for a second year back. I don't know why we aren't paying any attention to it. Yeah, yeah. For all, for as much like you said, for as much opportunity as available in Las Vegas, and I agree. I don't. I I, <laughs> I almost said I'd be surprised if Las Vegas uh, did something stupid, but you know it's Las Vegas, so who knows? <laughs> um, but I I don't think Jacobs will be back after that. So yeah, like you said, there's there are so many touches walking out the door with Jacobs. Uh, Zamir White, six foot two fourteen. I think he runs well. If we looked at just Jacobs's att- rush attempts, we'd be like, "This is top two complete touches for any running back in the league with 340 attempts." Mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone else has had, had as many touches he had carries, plus 64 targets. Dude, we're looking RB3 at on the season. We're looking at 400 t- touches. Even if he gets 60 percent of that, we'd be stoked, and he'd be a top 24 running back. Now, I want to put I want to put it out there that his soon-to-be uh, teammate, hulking, bruising back Deuce Vaughn at a whole 5'6", 176, <laughs> is going to take that job when he gets there. Let me tell you. I'm just letting you know I am 5'6", 173, so me and him are pretty close. <laughs> I well, feel like we're built a little bit differently. In my opinion, in my <laughs> opinion, why, why, why Deuce is Vaughn's RB60? You got the wrong Raider, soon-to-be Raiders running back there 
Should we do Schwab? We're talking about. I I'm like conflicted about how Las Vegas handles running back. I really am because I don't know. Like, well, they almost gave Josh Jacobs almost 400 touches last year, so they tried to kill a man. <laughs> um, you know, I. I don't know about I don't know about doing that again. Say, imagine if Zach Charbonnet went there and they gave him that Ooh. type of volume. Oh, oh, oh. oh <laughs> we're talking about RB uh, top five R running back in fantasy. That'd be wild. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, I can't deal with a certain friend of ours if that happens. Matt's Matt's listening and heard that workload for Charbonnet, and he perked right up. I'm, I'm Matt's, I am Matt's inside agent on getting Zach Charbonnet on this podcast at least once a week. So it's happening. Be ready. We are contractually obligated Absolutely. to bring up Zach Charbonnet at least once per week. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm with you. Zamir White is a value. I just, I don't know. It feels like it's, it a, would it's be- a good call pre-draft. It's yeah. a very good call pre-draft and pre yeah, a lot can happen. But if he walks out as like, you know, if they only take like a fourth round, another fourth round back, and maybe like a lower tier free agent, I, I'd feel pretty good about RB61 Zamir White there. You think there's any chance to just bring back Josh Jacobs? Yes. Like I said, they do stupid things. Yeah, that's, like that's kind of what years. I think too. <laughs> so if Jacobs comes back, you have to kind of view Zamir White in the light we viewed alexander madison in years before like if that player goes down he's a premier elite handcuff which should keep him in the high 30s not 81 or not yet 61 i'm sorry that's fair that is fair speaking of alexander madison he didn't make the list but he's a free agent right yeah Alexander Madison's a little bit of a value too. He's RB forty six. He's not even twenty five yet. Sheesh, dude! I feel like he's been a backup for twenty two years. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, it does feel that long. It does feel like a long time. It feels way older. All right, the I went, I went, I don't want to say old, but older. You went, you went old. I went old. Dynasty Twitter is gonna come for me. I'm supporting the olds here on this episode, but Mike Evans is being drafted as wide receiver 40 in startups. Wide receiver 40. Like I couldn't even squeak in as being drafted as a wide receiver three. That is preposterous to me. I understand that he is, what is he, 29 going on 30? I get it. But all Mike Evans does is put up 1,000-yard receiving seasons. That's it. Uh, for anybody not counting, that's nine in a row. The most nine? ever to start a career. He's never not had one. Never not had one. And it's not like it's always been Brady. He did it with Brady. He did it with Jameis. Some Fitz mixed in. Some Josh McCown slash Mike Glennon. All he does Dude, he just... is put up 1,000-yard receiving seasons. That's and it. He, and he never gets hurt. And, like, I don't know – like we're bored of Mike Evans. Is I, it I, thirteen games is his worst in his career? Yep. Yeah, in twenty nineteen. Crazy, it, right? It, it's, he it's, push, it's he threatens for double digit touchdowns every year. He's got what four out of nine seasons with double digit touchdowns, and then two more with eight. You know, like, he is only a year older than Calvin Ridley. 
yeah. who everyone thinks is going to be awesome, who has played football, meaningful football in two years. But, you know, that's part of what I had in my cabins. Cool. I am like, I don't know, some of the players getting drafted ahead of Mike Evans. I'm I'm not taking Mike Williams ahead of Mike Evans, who's nope. wide receiver 38. I'm not taking Rashad Bateman ahead of Mike Evans. I'm not taking Amari Cooper. I'm not taking Amari Cooper ahead of him. I'm not taking Hollywood Brown ahead of him. I'm not taking a lot of these players ahead of him. It's like I'd take him over Jerry Judy. I would take him over Jerry that, Judy. That really pretty, hurts me pretty easily, honestly. Like, yeah. And I think we all like Jerry Judy a pretty, pretty yeah. good, like a pretty large amount. Um, I don't know, man. It's just like he's done it for so long. I feel like we're starting to overthink it. Don't overthink it. He's probably going to have a thousand yards again. <laughs> like, and that, and that's with touchdowns. That's with seven to ten touchdowns or seven to ten touchdowns. And I like even with the the downside being like. We don't know the quarterback situation. Maybe it's, you know, Kyle Trask. We don't know what it'll be. Even if it is Kyle Trask, remember when nobody wanted Brandon Cooks two years ago because of Houston's quarterback situation? And it was like, well, somebody's got to catch passes there. And somebody and has to throw Cooks the ball. Still had 1,000 yards. Yeah. Um, they stink all around. They're going to be throwing a lot. Yeah. Like, there's going to be a lot of games playing from behind. They could have a terrible quarterback with 600 attempts. Yeah, he he also could get traded. I don't think yeah. it's a I don't think it's a sure thing that Mike Evans is coming no, back. They're, they're cutting people and stuff. Yeah, they could yeah, get rid could of get them. traded. Could like get traded. Come come to Baltimore, my friend. We'll send you a nice fifth and a sixth. Because <laughs> he's an old. Because he's an old. He's I'll, 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 I'll send them his his fantasy ADP. We'll get that trade for a seven. Yeah, he's uh. I don't know. It's just it, he's just disrespected. Disrespected, and it's, not, and it's been for like three years straight, four years straight. We just don't appreciate Mike Evans for as good as he is. We don't. It really gets taken for granted, like you said, what he's done to start his career, and uh, I don't know why. That's all, all he does is put up thousand yard seasons. That's it since twenty fourteen. So um, I, I don't know. I'd honestly be kind of shocked whether in Philly or not. Excuse me, not Philly. Uh, whether in Tampa. Or if he does get traded, if he wasn't like at worst, what are we talking? Like a, a I'd be shocked if he wasn't a top twenty-four fantasy wide receiver. Yeah, he's not. If he goes to a place with a better wide receiver, there, chances are he'll have super high touchdown upside because mm-hmm. he's not going to be double teamed and no no corner on an island is big enough to really guard him. Yeah, agreed. and if he goes to somewhere where he's their number one, he'll get volume. It's it's a win-win. Like, there's no situation where Mike Evans doesn't succeed. Yeah, 40 is just too low. Just way too low. All right, Eric, back to you. Who's the second guy that you've got on your list of underrated assets here? All right. I went way off the cuff with this one. Um, it's a tight end podcast, though. This is a tight end podcast. I consider myself the tight end guy. Uh, Jelani Woods, Indianapolis tight end. He's going tight end 26. First of all, it, no way. Just Cade Otten. Cade Otten is going ahead of Jelani Woods. No. Just no. That's a made-up name. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I know there's nothing like spectacular with what Jelani Woods did. It's not, it's not like, oh, wow, he set the world on fire. But I think there was enough there 
and with the athleticism that he has, plus the fact that Indianapolis hopefully gets one of Young or Stroud, it's more of an upside pick, but I don't feel like he should be going tight end 26. That that will be a guy we'll look back on in a year and be like, why the hell was he going that low after, you know, flashing a bit last year? And, you know, rookie tight end. If a rookie tight end has 25 receptions, 312 yards, and three touchdowns, that's a hell of a lot more than a lot of tight ends. Rookie tight mm-hmm. ends can stay. So. The, the nice thing is, uh, tight end, if you go out to 26, uh, 26, you can just throw some darts in the air, and you have a chance to handle it, finish the season from tight end 8 to 100. You have a realm of possibilities. <laughs> awesome. Wide range of outcomes. <laughs> 8 to 100. I feel like that gap gets bigger every time we talk tight ends. <laughs> Probably not that far off, though. I wonder how big the gap was between 8 and 100. <laughs> how many points per game, you think? I don't know. I bet it's closer to me. Three. <laughs> One. Um, All right, so tight end eight. Let's see. Tight end eight in 2022 was Cole Komet, and he averaged. Did he have scored a touchdown? He averaged 8.7 <laughs> points per game. Tight end 100. Oh, we got like a tie here. So nice. Tight end, tight end 100 was uh, Trayvon Wesco. Other Ooh, Chicago Trayvon Bears. Wesco. <laughs> Friend of the show. Shout out Trayvon Wesco, former Jets legend. 1.1 points per game. Seven so points. Tight, <laughs> tight end eight and tight end one hundred were barely separated by more than a touchdown. And that's probably that's probably in standard PPR. That's closer. That's in PPR. That's in PPR. <laughs> but like, it's <laughs> crazy. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna butcher this name. No, Johnny Woods has it. It makes a lot of sense. He has good receiving upside. I don't. We don't know if that team's gonna look like at all. But tight end always has good value. Something. Always has something in a team trying to throw in possibly the young quarterback. Like Chagosium Aconquo is going tight end 14. Who the hell is Chagosium Aconquo? That's not a real person. That, he doesn't <laughs> exist. Y'all made that up. Jelani Woods is an actual player, and he only has like 130 yards less than him. What's happening? What is, what is, you know, we get past tight end 10 and then people just start making people up. <laughs> it's, it's like true. create a tight end. Yeah. It it's really true. It, yeah. It's bad. Like he has the, up, you see where he has the upside. It's worth the dart throw yep. and a lot higher. Cause I'd rather him than somebody older. And like you said, if he has, if there's a young quarterback there and if Paris Campbell leaves in free agency, maybe get some, cause Paris Campbell like, Shout out Paris Campbell. He's a nuisance. Finally stayed healthy. And what do you have? Like the quietest 60 catches or something like that of his, of, uh, of anybody. So shout out. Get get that bag from Baltimore. Oh yeah. Future Baltimore Raven. All right. Jelani Woods. I'm taking him over guys like Chagosi, I'm and Mickey Tortellini and the rest of these guys that are. Kate Otten. Mickey Tortellini. Kate Otten sounds sounds like something I stick in my ear to get the earwax out. All right, I don't want Kate Otten on my team. So there's a big Kate Otten fan out there. I feel like it's Matt too, and he's just crying. I think Matt does like Kate Otten. That that checks out. 
<laughs> Foss, who's your second guy you got on the list here? I mean, we got a receiver with 500 yards last year in only 10 games, and he is going as wide receiver 80 now. That's DJ Shark. Um, I think he had that. I think his role in Detroit's time being that James Williams will be on the other on the outside and taking those deep balls and that. But DJ Shark compared to most of this free agent class is one of the few field stretchers in it, which means he should demand a little bit more money, which means a bigger role. We're only a few years off of him having a thousand yard season. Like we've seen the flashes. He's only gonna be twenty seven. He could be a wide receiver two on a team that has to throw the ball a good bit and could have a really nice season there. And at 70, he's very playable. Like he could be a flex too that you're getting later and be very happy about it. Yeah, wide receiver 80 is just total, total dart throw. What what happens when he goes and joins up with Justin Fields in Chicago? And he could be the wide receiver one. There's a lot of opportunities where he could pop out of targets. Yeah, somebody's going to give him a decent contract, like you said, just because of what he is and what he can do. It's I bet a skill he, set that somebody will want or need. I bet he's in the top three highest paid receivers in free agency. Listen, it makes him run at number one. Listen, Gardner Minshew is a free agent as well, and that's who gave him that 1,000-yard season. So oh, look out for reunion. a team up. A look reunion. out for a team up there in uh, uh, where, where are they going? Carolina. Oh, man. Somewhere. I mean, <laughs> Minshew mania invades Carolina. Absolutely. I feel like it's a good city for him. That mullet would thrive. Yes. Yeah. It's got room to breathe, room to grow. Yeah. Like, DJ Shark at 80 is disrespectful. Yeah. yeah. I just, you know, whenever you have the chance to take Rashid Shahid over him, <laughs> you got to do it. You got you to do I mean, it. Proven commodities like Rashid Shahid. Uh, we got KJ Osborne with the drafter on there who had his huge breakout season this year with what, like 400 yards. <laughs> got teeny yeah. tiny Rondale going ahead. <laughs> that man, there's some names going right around him. All right. Like, I wouldn't rather have Curtis Samuel eight spots ahead of DJ Chark. I know we're splitting hairs at wide receiver 72 and 80, respectively, but I'd rather have DJ Chark. Mm-hmm. I'd, pro- I'd rather him than Hunter Renfro. Rent- 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 Agreed. Uh, huh? I don't know if I support that one. That one, I don't know if I support. Fantasy, uh, we can have a conversation. If we're talking like real football, probably taking Renfro. Rashid uh, oh, Shahid, yeah. 28 receptions, 488 yards. You fooled me, <laughs> bud. <laughs> Rashid Shahid. Where's that Shaq meme? I'm sorry. I wasn't familiar with your game. Goddamn. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, I'm Rashid Shahid, truther, I guess. Well, strange things happen to all of us. Sometimes My third player play. is Rashid Shahid. It's <laughs> <laughs> so officially a Rashid Shahid pod. Rashid yes. Shahid podcast. All right. The second guy I had, um, I didn't expect to arrive at this conclusion after caping for, for Tony Pollard so oh, hard. Over the past couple seasons, but it's Ezekiel Elliott, and it doesn't feel great, 
but it's he's getting drafted as running back 39 right now in startups. I don't think he's great any longer. I think he's just kind of an ordinary fine player, but running back 39, that is that is low. I mean, I'm not taking James Conner ahead of uh ahead of Ezekiel Elliott. I'm not taking Probably David Montgomery, Brian Robinson, or AJ Dillon ahead of him. I think it, I think Brian Robinson over him. Maybe I, I don't know. It, it gets hard for me in like a, a startup scenario. Yeah. It's like I look, I don't think Zeke is great, but I think that last season, from like a usage standpoint, like Pollard went off. Zeke, you know, was Zeke and was banged up at times and played in 15 games. Still got 230 carries, but he averaged it was his lowest yards per carry of his career, his lowest receptions of his career, lowest receiving yards of his career. He still had 12 touchdowns. So like he had less than 1,000 yards on the ground. He had less than 100 yards receiving, still got double-digit touchdowns, and was still an RB2 for fantasy. Yeah. He's going to get work, and it's going to feel gross. Especially in the red zone. Especially in the red like, zone. He could, be, he could be a elite touchdown vulture yeah. for the foreseeable like, few it, years. Is he the Ezekiel Elliott of, you know, four or five years ago where he's going to get you 1,400 on the ground and another four or 500 receiving yards? No, nope. probably not. Almost certainly not. But at RB39, if you're in a startup and, you know, you go wide receiver heavy to start or, you know, you double dip on quarterback and then hammer wide receiver a little bit. I mean, realistically, I think if you're treating a startup scenario like a win now kind of roster, you could do a lot worse than Zeke as your RB2 or RB3. And this is him going outside of even RB3 range. Yeah, that's 118th in the draft. We're talking around 11, 10 or 11. Dude, also, he's going to fall forward for eight touchdowns next year in that offense. Yeah. Like, he, I think his floor is eight touchdowns. I mean, his floor in yards could be terrible, like 605. But I bet he's guarantees in that touchdown range, if not higher. I only yeah, I have one concern. <laughs> We're talking like this as if he'll be on the Cowboys next year. First of all, he'll be on the Cowboys this coming season because they're not they're not taking on eleven point eight million dead cap. That's not mm-hmm. happening. Right. He'll be a Cowboy this year. Next year, it's only six million dead cap. Yeah, they probably move on next year. If they move on, yeah, but here's my problem. Then he's done. If they move on from him, his ass isn't getting picked up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He'll get, like, a... You could throw him on a team. He's done. Like, he is done, done. I get that he'll, like, fall, like you guys said, he can fall forward for eight touchdowns, but, like, the moment he's done being a cowboy, I, I guess I would not be shocked if he retired. No, if he's on a different team, I don't have that. But their offense is so high powered. Yeah, but we're talking about a year here. I guess I should. I guess I should clarify that, like, I'm probably not going out and trading for Zeke. No, but if I can draft him that cheap in startups for a dynasty startup, yeah, you know, like I'm more often than not trying to treat a startup like I want to win this year. Like, very Mm -hmm. rarely am I going into a startup and just punting for next year. But Mm -hmm. I agree, you can bank on one year. I don't think they're moving on this year from him, but almost, I'd be shocked if they didn't next year when it becomes like palatable to move on from. Yeah, six mil, especially if they end up. I'll say it now: if they end up paying Pollard, Zeke is as good as gone next year. Oh yeah, he will be gone next year. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So, but yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. In a startup RB thirty nine, he'll he'll be a top 
24 running back this year. I'd be pretty surprised if he's not. Yeah, it's not going to feel good. It's not going to be exciting. It's not going to be sexy at all. It's going to be like medicine. You're going to take your medicine, and it's going to get you what you need. You got to hurt Tum Tum. It's going to make you feel better. It's going to be Pepto-Bismol. He's going to score almost double-digit touchdowns. There's going to be a lot of grossness along the way. And it's not going to be the cherry one that's delicious. No, you'll often wish that you had Tony Pollard. But, you know, maybe you went a different route and you couldn't afford Tony Pollard in this scenario. So you get the medicine. That's what you get. Not not the good-tasting one. Zeke Elliott is ginger ale. (laughs) He's... Your grandmother's going to pull yeah. that out. Do you yep. have tummy ache? There you go. Settle, right the, the bubbles will settle your tummy right up. Anybody else that we want to throw in there huh, that wasn't on the list? I'm not, I'm not going to get deep into it. Yep. I'm just saying this man, 123, 122 wide receivers were taken in the DLF ADP. And T2 Atwell did not make that list. Oh, that's a gross oversight. That is a gross oversight. How does Tutu yeah. not get in there? I mean, what about Freddie Swain? Freddie Swain should be in the top twenty-five. Okay, wait. In all, in all seriousness, like, uh, okay, Tutu bit aside, how does Will Fuller get here in the ADP and Tutu doesn't? That's what I'm saying. Come Will on. Fuller couldn't even make a team this year. Yeah, that's dude. Like. Greg Dorch. No, no, Noah no, Brown. Seven yards. Wow. What's he going to do? Good on him. The disrespect. Tutu Atwell, world-class punt returner, might be their, their wide receiver two next year because Adam Robinson might as well just retire the way he looks. If Cooper Cup goes down, he's wide receiver one. Undrafted. <laughs> wide receiver one. <laughs> oh, man. We got to get Tutu on the ADP. That's... That's the new. He, he, he should be at least put him at 123. Yeah. He's the he's honorable like... wide receiver 123. He didn't make the chart, but he's wide receiver 123. I don't even draft that just in case. I see the yeah. path. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else you want to throw out there before we wrap this one up? Dude, there's a there's a lot of wide receiver, a lot of value wide receivers, all I'm gonna say. Like, Tons. Adam Thielen is a sounds gross to say, but he's wide receiver eighty five. Yeah, that's another medicine pick. It's a medicine pick. There's there's a lot. Yeah, there is. Tim Patrick. Remember when he was like the top thirty six pick last year at one point, and then he tore his ACL. He could be back. That new offense, a little bit real offensive coordinator. He can move up in there. Van Jefferson at wide receiver 110 seems offensive. Yeah, that one's low too. 110 is low. A little aggressive. Dude, there's All just right. a, ton, there's a ton of value. Yeah, tons at wide receiver. Tons at wide receiver specifically. This this will look drastically different come uh, two weeks. Yeah. Oh, Everything changes. Yeah, and then we'll shake it back up again and figure out uh, what went wrong, what went haywire. And how Tutu Atwell has ascended and climbed the ADP ranks once free agency shakes things up. It's going to be him and Justin Jefferson. That's it. (laughs) One and two, baby. One and two. (laughs) All right. That's going to do it. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dynasty Big Board, part of the Rookie Big Board podcast network. We will be back with more of the show next week. 
Be sure to tune in tomorrow to hear from our friends on the Debbie Big Board. We'll talk to you guys later. Later, taters.